For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Todd Benzman, who does incredible work with the Center for Immigration Studies, joining us once again. I mean, Todd, just just remarkable. No end in sight. It seems like they feel like they have strength in numbers here. Well, it's true. The uh, this mass migration crisis, the numbers that we're seeing have kind of become a new norm. I hope that the country does not get used to this because what we're looking at now is three million people have actually entered the country and they're here to stay. Uh, we have, we know this from, from, uh, court filings in, uh, Texas and Louisiana challenge to the Biden administration over the wait in Mexico policy, the remain in Mexico policy. They have to do these court filings. And we know that 1.3 million have been let in, uh, by the Biden administration bust to all four corners of the country, and then another 703,000 gotaways are logged in this court case. So that makes it at about 3 million in 16 months. So you have to project outward, uh, and that's with Title 42 still in place. There's still pushbacks happening, some speed bumps uh, to entry, but uh, you figure that in another 16 months that that would double to you'd have six million inside the country, but during that time they're going to they're probably going to get rid of Title 42. So you have to add to that. Uh, by the end of 2024, we could very very easily have eight million new residents in the United States. It's just mind blowing. Uh, so a couple things come to mind. I referenced this just a moment ago. You can see where the Biden administration is very serious about enforcing our immigration policy, like with Cubans that are trying to make their way by boat over to Florida. You had dozens that were intercepted again over the weekend and sent back. It's it's very clear the Biden administration uh, not going to allow that situation, which in and of itself is kind of ironic because, of course, under asylum law, international asylum law, whatever the first country is that you arrive at would be where you have a lawful asylum claim. And, of course, uh, you know, most of the people that are coming up our southern border don't have that lawful asylum claim because they've in, uh, entered multiple countries often before they even get here. So to to that end, Todd, I mean, is it as political as those types of examples might indicate? Well, you're right. Uh, the typical immigrant reaching the southern border has already passed through, you know, five, six, eight, ten countries. A lot of them are coming from Africa. So they've already passed through three, four different countries in their own continent before they get to South America. Uh, so what this shows is that they're shopping. They're, they're, they're not actually seeking asylum. They're, they're seeking, uh, an economic outcome. You know, they want to, they want to live in America. You know, we've got the best lifestyle and you can make money here. And, and that is an ineligible claim for asylum. But all of them will use our asylum system as the legal mechanism to get in. 
uh, win, lose, or abandon later is irrelevant. It's just the getting in part. Uh, so I think you make a great point with the Cubans uh, who, when they reach our southern border, they have already passed through, you know, a whole bunch of different countries, you know, Suriname and Guyana and, um, you know, they're passing through Colombia and Panama and lots of different countries. Todd, um, and by the way, Todd's the author as well of America's Covert Border War. We saw the election result in the South Texas special election last week, and it could be a bit much to read something into that. But then again, you do have a female Republican, Mexican-American, and she happened to win the district. Uh, first time that Republicans have won that district since Reconstruction. Is there a backlash in South Texas, is there a backlash generally that you're seeing, even with Mexican Americans, to what's happening here? Oh, very much so. It's clear cut. Uh, we saw this in 2020 with the national election, uh, where uh, a great many of those traditionally blue districts, Mexican Americans uh, living all along the border in Texas go red. They voted for Trump. And the reason is, and I, I've written about this and interviewed a great many officials and regular people down there about it, is that they are utterly furious over the illegal immigration, the mass illegal immigration that's going on. And uh, when they did it legally, they, they jumped through all the loopholes. Uh, you know, the, they, they did everything they had to do. They waited in line for years. They paid their dues their parents, their grandparents did it the right way. And, you know, those are people who believe in the rule of law and utterly, uh, you know, backlashing against what they're seeing happen in their own backyard. And there's something else at play there as well, which is that, that there is a lot of anger, residual anger over the democratic rank and file calls during 2019 and 2020 to abolish ICE and the anti-police rhetoric that came out of the, the Democratic Party and the precincts. And those people make their livings, a lot of them, in Border Patrol and ICE. And they work for federal government down there. And they heard loud and clear the contempt and disdain that was just heaped on their agencies, on, on, on their people. And man, they, they just absolutely, you know, have, have, um, you know, turned. And one last thing is that, that the fact that those precincts down there are going red is nationally important because Texas has been seen as kind of a getting purple and maybe these electoral votes in Texas, you know, might go blue and change the entire makeup of the uh, of the electoral college so that it all goes Democrat. But those precincts down there are the guard against that happening. Uh, those precincts going red means that Texas is not going blue anytime soon. And that's been a big part of the political miscalculation here in South Florida as well, as we have seen 
Hispanics across the spectrum that have been breaking towards the right in recent cycles and only more so in real time. So, Todd, if it is a political calculation by the Biden administration, maybe it'll be one that ends up backfiring big time. Uh, it would it would serve them right, I suppose. But appreciate the work that you do in the Center for Immigration Studies. Always great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, but that's too great a cost for that political outcome, unfortunately. Sure enough. Uh, you know, to have 8 million people move into the country to get that. Yep. No, no, no doubt about it. All right, Todd Bensman, Center for Immigration Studies. Be right back here at the Brian Mudd Show. He's ready to go 610 WIOD.